Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. I am so happy to be bringing back this podcast with the last episode of what we'll call season one. Life is absolutely crazy right now, but I am excited. I have a much clearer vision for this podcast, and I'm looking forward to many more conversations. Also, quick plug, Sharon Feelings is finally on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so make sure you check it out and share with friends. In this episode, Nico and I discuss his then-recent introduction to the unemployed life, something we all know far too well at this point, and the satisfying breath he's now able to take because of it. We explore the importance of hard work and discipline, but also taking time for ourselves to rest and reset. We agree on the mantra, I trust the person that I am, I love the person that I am. Most of the time. Interestingly enough, we mentioned the tremendous accomplishments of Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. As well as the importance of representation and inclusion in the workplace. This is all before the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and countless others and the incredibly influential Black Lives Matter movement. Now is a time to educate ourselves, to elevate black voices and the voices of indigenous people and all people of color, and most importantly, find ways to influence our own communities to create change. This episode was recorded all the way back in November of 2019. My heart was heavy listening back to this episode, thinking about life before COVID. Sometimes life can carry you away, certainly in moments of tragedy. Editing this episode almost a year after it was recorded, hearing the promises I was making to myself, hearing the thoughts I had and the actions I wanted to take, hearing the hopefulness, but also the self-doubt in my voice was incredibly revealing. I'm tired of saying, I don't know. I'm tired of others believing in me more than I believe in myself. I'm tired of starting things and not finishing them. I'm tired of being on pause. But I am confident because I know I have more control of my life than I think I do. Life is too short to second-guess everything we do, so let this be the moment we unpause and fully go after whatever feels right. Having said all that, please enjoy this dialogue with the remarkable Nico de Jesus. I apologize in advance for the amount of times we say bro and man. Here we go. Oh, what's up, my dude? How are you? I'm swell, bro. How are you? I'm alright, man. I'm home in California, just chilling with the family. Dude, how's it feeling? It's, it's good. It's good, man. It's, I, was, I was drowning in New York for, for, for a little bit, so it was nice to, to get away. Yeah, for real, because you... When did you get back dude. from Atlanta? Oh, God. Like, October... October 2nd or 3rd or something like that. Oh, dang. Okay. So I was just, so I had like a work, I had work for two weeks and then I've just been officially unemployed for however long. So it's, but it's actually kind of nice. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, you haven't had a break since when? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's insane, dude. Um, I know, man. Yo, thanks. Dude, how's, dude, no problem, man. But wait, how's, how are you doing, man? Are you, are you doing okay? Dude, I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, I am. I think I am. Like I, uh, we get on the boat on Friday. We leave Toronto Thursday, so it's just like it's all very real, and I'm a little anxious. Just you know, it's been a minute for, since I've been back on, so I'm a little anxious. But you know, it's a good group of people, and like at the end of the day, man, I get to just like 
perform and make people happy and make some money doing it. So I'm trying to just embrace it and make the most of it. And I think, you know, so far I'm trying to do that. And time is flying pretty quick. So wait, so what is it, like eight eight months? Uh, yeah, start to finish. It's it's a little shorter. Um, so I've been here. I've been here pretty much two straight months. And then I'll be on board for just under six. So we get. Oh, dude, that's that's chill. Yeah, it's really not bad. And I'm taking a week off to go uh, to Italy, actually, with Kristen to see our venue and and meet our planner dude. and like stuff. So that'll be sick. And Kristen's that's something to look forward to. Yeah, Kristen's coming to sail quite a few times. So like, it's honestly great. And they actually just released um, another privilege for the crew to uh, have free text message service. So, oh, yeah, so great. at least we'll be able to stay in touch a little more regularly than usual. And, yeah, man, you know, I mean, you know, I'm always trying, I'm always battling with, you know, wanting to do more, be more, be better. Like, and so now I just have to sort of accept where I'm at and and build from here. You know, what can I work on uh, that, that is going to make me a better man for when the contract's over, you know? Yeah. Are you, are you doing the same thing that you did before? No, and that that's another cool thing, too, is it's a completely different ship. I'm, oh, great. I'm getting to work on Frozen, which is dope, and doing some other different roles, doing a whole new show, you know, a couple new shows that I've never touched before. So it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of new opportunity, which is fun. That's great, man. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just, hey. just chilling, bro. Just Yeah, and I get to work on this, like... I, you know, this podcast, like, this has been something I've been wanting to really put myself into and really yes. try to, like, you know, find my way with it. And it's really, it's it's opening me up in a lot of ways that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about things I never really thought about in terms of, like, what I can work on professionally and, and, and yeah. the, the kind of person I want to be, the kind of artist I want to be, you know? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, man, it's all good, man. No, it's I'm all happy good. for you. I'm happy for you that everything kind of, it's kind of like working out. <sighs> yeah, dude, it's just like you know. I guess it, it, you know, especially everything after my dad. I, yeah. I, it, it really just became like no more time to waste in a in a sense. Like, not that I was like sitting around wasting my time before, but I don't know. I, I lacked a little bit of a fire inside of me, and in in terms of really discovering like what it is that I want for myself and how to achieve it. You know, I think, I still think, you know, I go back and forth a lot with just like musical theater and all that just may, although it motivates me so much, maybe it's not my number one dream. You know, like what is really going to make me happy? The pursuit of what is going to make me happy, you know, because, and so I've been sort of trying to focus my energy on that. Okay. Yeah, that, um, make, that makes sense, man. Yeah, man. I just like you know, I, I I went I went to musical theater school on a whim. It all just kind of fell into place. Before I knew it, I was just like in the world of musical theater for the first time, and sort of trained to you know think that you know being on Broadway is is the end all be all. And uh, I think I moved to New York with the intention of just sort of like following through with everything I was taught and everything I was preached to and. I, I want to find the balance between like the real life struggle of growing up and having more responsibility and chasing something that you believe in and, you know, just not being happy, <laughs> you know, like where's, yeah. where's the line? Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. No, I, I totally understand that. But I will say that just like, you know, before we do the pop tour and everything, but like, I hope that you find that while you're away for a little bit, but I also hope that like, maybe that like fire 
of like wanting to come back to New York and get get on Broadway. Like I hope that comes back because, dude, I really do think that you're fucking talented. I really do think that like you should give it a like you really should try and just give it another shot in New York. Thank you, man. I, I do. I really do think it'll be. I really, really do think it'll be like worth it. <laughs> Thank you. You know, coming really coming from you, that's insane, bro. That I mean, that that means so much to me, really, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely it's definitely gonna happen, bro. It's just Good. it's just how can I navigate it in a positive way uh, yeah. that works for me? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. yeah, and it's 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 tough out there, but it's good. It, it's like I, I've finally started to work on my body for real. And uh, I think that's going to help a lot, both like just aesthetically, but also just with, you know, changing my mindset of recognizing that like every day you wake up, you work hard and the results, the results come from that, not from, you know, oh, I want to be perfect or I want to look perfect. You know, it's just, it's just putting in the work. Yeah, that's all it is, man. That's all it is. Well, you 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 know that more than anyone, bro. You, you (laughs) fucking, you never stop working, bro. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good man, bro. You're you, you're an inspiring to me. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I really do. So are you. I think it's just like before we really get into it. I don't know. This is all valuable too. Um, I am recording, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I know it's just like the weirdest way that we finally end up meeting, like you and me. Like the it's just like so strange how like you came into my life, but. I'm really grateful for you, man, and I know our our friendship hasn't, like, had the time that, like, other friendships have in our lives and, like, or really just, like, the physical being of of being with each other, but I don't know. It's, I really value you. Thanks, man. No, I I really do feel like it's, uh, it all kind of happened at a weird time, but, like, at the proper time, but also, like, I do feel like I've known you for a while, which is, which is, which is, I feel like I've known you for a while, which is really cool. It's just, like, as soon as, as soon as we met, I felt like we just had this, like, agreement to be, like, honest and, and open with each other. Yes, yes, dude, 100%. And trust each other, and I think that, that, you, you know, maybe, I, I think we're similar in that way, like, I, I can meet new people and just sort of, like, trust them immediately, and then just slowly, what happens with me, I think, is that, uh, people let me down a lot because I'm that, you know, because I'm that way. Yeah. But it's, it's more important, I think, to focus on the idea that we are willing to just sort of go into every new situation with our arms, you know, wide open. I'd, I'd rather do that than I'm finding the more people I meet for the first time. A lot of people decide to put walls up and then let other people break them down. I'd rather have no walls and then just get hurt, <laughs> you know? I, I feel the same way, man. I think, like, I mean, yeah, like, that's kind of a good way. I mean, it's scary, but it's also a good way to live life. And it's also just, like, I mean, I've lived like that. I live that way through even just, like, work. Even yeah. just, like, going into a room, going into an audition, going into anything like that, dude. Like, honestly, like, I go into, like, I go into audition rooms now with just, like, no walls or anything up and I just kind of walk in and I'm just kind of like all right let's I'm open to whatever it is that you're gonna give me right now and I'm gonna show you who I am and either you're gonna like it or you're gonna hate it but I'm gonna leave the room knowing that I I was myself and that's gonna make me so much more happy than leaving the room being like I don't know what the hell I just did I wasn't being myself and I hated every moment of that (laughs) so and I yeah I, I just kind of like live my life just being like you know what I trust the person that I am. I love the person that I am. 
most of the time. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. gonna, like I, I, trust, I trust the person that I am. I love the person that I am. And um, either you're going to love me or you're going to hate me. And um, if you hate me, then I will just continue to just... I'll, I'll, I'll be more careful around you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it, it it's hard for me to accept the fact that not everybody is going to love what I have to give, you know? Um, yeah. And instead of letting that sort of hit me and beat me down, I have to just accept that some people, you know, accept love in different ways. They give love in yes. different ways. And we're not meant to, you know, be everybody's best friend. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. and like and that's and that's fine though. And that's fine. <laughs> it's so fine. It's so fine. It's like removing pressure. It's just there are certain things, very important things in life that require attention and require a certain level of stress because they're overwhelming in some ways, because we really care about them, because they require our attention, whatever it may be. But there's a lot of other things that we waste our time on and our energy mm-hmm. on and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just about like just not making a big deal out of things and walking away just letting it be and, and yeah yeah oh man yes just letting it be exactly I think sometimes human beings in general because of their capacity for thought and the you know how much brain power they use I think that human beings want to identify and define and just categorize everything so if there's if we can't explain everything if there's not a reason for everything then it's hard for us to sort of move on sometimes it's just about like you know wiping off the dirt and walking away and just that's it well like that's literally our lives man like you don't get a job you don't you don't or like any sort of job and you and you think to yourself like well why didn't i get it what did i do wrong what did i say did i did i not shake the person's hand properly did i was it not a firm enough handshake did i did i really screw up my monologue did i really screw up my song rather than just being like well i didn't get it i didn't get the job and you just walk away from it taking it as just like that was an experience and i'm learning from it but like most of the time we're kind of just wired to be like try to just understand everything and try and like conceptualize the whole audition or whatever it is that you're going into just be like well why didn't it work out why didn't it why didn't i get it what did i do wrong um, yeah, and I'm trying. To, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be better at that. To just kind of be like, just to just kind of accept everything that's happening in my life, and just, and just, yeah. All right. Well, that was a learning experience, or that was a great thing that just happened to me. Awesome. Let's keep moving forward. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. I mean, that's a good way to fight against this this tendency to self-deprecate and doubt and to blame yourself and to be negative. I think that we all have a tendency to do that, especially as performers, you know, but it's a good way to fight that by just accepting that this is where you are. This is who you are. You have your goals. You have your vision of of where you want to be. But beyond that, um, there's a lot that you can't control. And so it's your job. It's your responsibility to sort of walk away from that and accept that. And people, I think... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, through all of this, find a way to like, you know, if there was a book that we were going to write about like how to do this properly, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is, but I do find that more performers and more people who live, you know, your kind of lifestyle and are more open to the idea that they can see clearly, you know, the hard work that they have to put into themselves. Did I do the best that I could do today? 
And then yeah. also simultaneously seeing that there's so much out of their control that they have to let a lot of things go and just, I didn't get the job, okay. And that's just, most people don't really experience that on a day-to-day basis. Yes. I mean, I mean, dude, like, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I literally just had a, a moment this past, or like last weekend where I felt that I, uh, I felt that I did really good at, at something and it didn't work out and I got to a really, really dark space, but it's also just like in that dark space, it's like, it was, I got, it got pretty dark for me, but I mean, in that dark space, it's just kind of like, it's a really good, it was a really good learning experience for me. And also just another learning experience of just, or just like trusting. Cause you know, I am a very, I'm a spiritual person. So like I go to, I'm raised Catholic, born Catholic. I was a, I go to confession. I go to church every weekend. Like I've, you know, I pray every day and stuff. And it was, it's just kind of, it was, for me, it was more of a test to just like, yes, I made my mistake. Yes. I was in a very dark space. Yes. I, I did some things that I shouldn't have done, but also like, how do you come back from that? And how do you just learn to trust? Um, that's like my thing is just like always just learning how to trust and always learning to have faith. Like literally I didn't get something, but then two more opportunities opened up for me. And it's just like, and it's just like, Oh, there's, there's a reason why that didn't happen because for me, it's God being like, Hey, no, that's not right for you right now because I have something better for you. Mm. And that's just, and that's something that I'm just trying to, I, I always talk about it whenever I like teach a class or something or people ask me questions about like the business stuff. Like, you know, you just have, always got to just trust that, you know, just have faith and just have trust that like, you know, the right things out there for you. And I preach that, but sometimes it's hard for me to, to follow that. <laughs> totally. But, you know, sometimes it takes, sometimes it takes you to get to a really dark space or to the rock bottom for you to, to really follow what it is that you believe in. Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's important to remember that being in a dark place or a low place is also okay. It's just indulging in that and spending too long and giving it too much attention in that place is is where the pain and the suffering starts that's to seep where gets, in. That's where it gets dangerous. That's yeah. where it gets dangerous, you know, and, and I think that it's okay just as we have to recognize, okay, this didn't happen for me. I'm moving on. Let's go do yeah. this. We also have to recognize, okay, here I am in this terrible place. I'm extremely disappointed in myself, in the situation, whatever it may be. Now, yeah. how can I, what can I do to change this? Um, yes. And, and what can I believe in, you know? And so that's where it's sort of you start to mix that faith and something greater than yourself with your ability to make any kind of change in your life at any point. Yes. And I, and, and you know what, and the thing is like, yes, he's like, I always, I have, I have my faith and I always, um, and I'm always trying to just constantly live by that. But at the same time too, you kind of just have to like literally grow, grab life by the balls and make it happen. Like I always, like whenever, like I work out every day, whenever I go to dance class, I go to dance classes and I, or I go to a voice lesson and I'm always like, I always want to be better than what I was yesterday. Or my, this is my last voice lesson. I always want to be better than my last voice lesson. I always want to be better than the last dance class that I've taken. And, like, it's one thing to always, like, I guess I have that faith, but it's also, like, well, Nico, like, it's up to you, too. Like, you can't just sit on the couch and, and hope for that job to happen without doing anything about it. Like, I don't really talk about it, but, like, I, I always talk about how, like, I'm so disciplined right now. I've never been this disciplined in my entire life. But it's just because I, I know that I'm meant for something greater I just know that I'm meant for something greater. You know what I mean? Like I, I just know that there's that I meant to be. I meant to. I meant to do something better than where I'm at right now. 
Absolutely. And, I, and, and I'm always like, I mean, like as, as shitty as it may sound, like I'm always like, if I'm in a dance class and there's another boy in class, I'm like, all right, you're gonna have to dance to my level. Or mm-hmm. if I'm in a workout, if I'm in a workout class, I'm like, I'm gonna be the hardest working person in this dance class, in this workout today, just because I know that that's where I need to, that's how I need to be in order to to keep moving forward in my life. Absolutely, and yes, I think that that sort of healthy little bit of competition is sort of a great way to absorb the people around you and their energy and allow it to sort of motivate you to be the best that you can be. But all we really have to compare our best to is who we were yesterday or last week or whatever. And to outdo ourselves and recognize that there are all these other people around us at different places in their lives and in their journey. And Mm -hmm. all we can hope for is that they're trying to outdo their, their past selves. And yeah. And it's, it's, it's so much easier to look around and see and say that there are all these other people in better places than me or they're where I want to be or they're doing what I want to be doing and allow that to seep into your brain and demotivate you and help you to just give up or move forward or move on or away. And I think the danger in that is we're always sort of pitted against each other for whatever reason. We're always comparing ourselves to each other in the business, but in the world, like just always seeing somebody better dressed or making more money or this person has a wife and I don't, you know, things like that. And it's just, it separates us a lot more than it should, I think. Yeah. Well, the thing, like the thing, the way I look at it is that like, if you're in a dance class and you're, you're looking in the mirror and you're focusing on someone else, then you're not focusing on yourself. Right. You're not focusing on. You're focusing more on how that person is so much better than you, or how much you're, you, or how much you need to work to get to that person's level. But you're not even focusing on yourself. You're not focusing on what it is that you need to do for yourself to get yourself better. You're focusing on someone else. Correct. And I think because there is so much unknown about where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing in terms of our career, I think that starts to affect our personal lives and our lives outside of the profession in a way that manipulates how we think about ourselves in a negative yes. way. And, and, and then we start to say, well, I'm not good enough and I, I'm not capable of this because it's too late for me or this and that. And Well, yeah, and it's, I find it so interesting how like people let their work or whatever it is that they, they allow that to affect their personal life. They allow it to affect how they how they view themselves like you can't like you just because you didn't get that one job doesn't mean that you're a horrible person correct you yeah. know it doesn't you have you can't look at it like that even though i mean even though i do that a lot you can't just because you didn't get that one job doesn't mean that you're that you can't go out into the world and, and still be a, a normal human being a nice normal human being just because you didn't get that one job you know <laughs> yes yeah, absolutely. I think so many other people in other professions, for some reason, have a lot easier of a time to separate their work from their life, right? Like you go to work, you do your work, you come home, and now it's like your time, your family time, or whatever it may be. But for us, it's very challenging to separate the work from the personal life from this. And all of a sudden, you realize that like all you start to focus on is actually work and you never really invest any time into yourself because there's always another class you can go to or another thing that you can work on or another show you can do. And so how do you put the forethought into 
separating a little bit of this is Nico's time and this is not work time. Which is really interesting because, like, I will say that I do have a hard time. I do have a hard time with balance. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I will say that when I am involved in a contract or if, I, if, I'm already, if I'm working a job, work for me just kind of overtakes everything. And I just, I just become this, like, work monster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard. I, I, didn't, I don't even think I used the vacation, one of my vacation weeks when I was in, when I was in Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't use it because I just, like, you know what, like, I'm going to work. I need to work. I need to work. I need to work. And I, I think that may just be, like, something I've got from my parents and like my grandparents were just like you know you just you just work because that's just that's how you're supposed to live and that's how you're supposed to do it but i'm finding now especially with this moment of like unemployment like i was it was weird after i was after i was doing a little contracts and i got back to new york after atlanta i was just sitting at home and i and i was i was stir crazy for like an hour like for literally an hour i was like freaking out i was like what am i gonna do what do i do and then i just kind of relaxed and just realized that like you know what like i haven't had any moment just for like me just for my own like my own time my own time to just reconnect with myself and so what's been nice about this unemployment thing is just like coming home and just really just getting to know who I am again mm. just real, just trying to just trying to figure out what it is in my life that that's gonna that that makes me happy or what in my life is just helping helping to drive me it came at a nice time this whole unemployment thing for me because like I said I am a work I'm a work monster and work kind of just drive my life but being forced to not work is has been really nice but don't get me wrong i i, I really want a job so <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's hiring <laughs> um yeah i think well because i think that that work 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 starts for you in a in a very positive way i think it's because you you're so passionate about what you do and you love it so much that you know you want to keep doing it and get better and, and work harder and, and push yourself yes. and and, and you're right, though, it can get to a certain point where you've sort of lost track of who you are as a complete person because you're, you're head down working so hard. But also, it's challenging because I think because you work so hard and you focus so much on personal discipline, you're rewarded by, you know, jobs and, and connections and relationships. And I think that the hard work that you're putting into it is clearly paying off. So it's hard to see, well, how much... Do I take away from that work to give to myself because all of this work is benefiting me? Mm-hmm. Yes, one percent. But like you know, there has to be that balance. There has there has to be some sort of a balance. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's I think that's where I am in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Like trying to find the good balance of finding out what makes me happy, but also just doing what it is that I that I need to do in order to live. Like, it was the funniest thing the other day I was, I, because again, you know, I'm not doing anything during the days. Like, I go, I work out every day, and then I go home and chill, or I go to an audition or whatever. But I, one day after my workout, you know, we talked, you were talking about how, like, put your head down and just work, 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 work. That's what I do, my workouts. I work hard, but then my body all of a sudden was like, nope, I'm done. And my, my, literally my lower back just gave out on me. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 this is. Nico, this is your body telling you, this is a, this is a sign being like, Nico, you're working too hard, and you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> like, literally, you're, I was having trouble walking, having trouble standing. Wow. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people 
because they don't spend enough time with themselves, do get to a point of explosion, right? Like instead of letting the air out slowly, the balloon just pops, I think, a lot of the time. Yes. And that's dangerous, I think. That can that can take everything away from you. And you've worked so hard and you've you've put in so much time and energy into something that you really care about that it's it's definitely not worth that, you know? And Yeah. I think it is cool that this time of your life has just sort of happened upon you because you are such a hard worker and an inspiring performer, but you are also such a great guy that deserves to spend some time, some quality time with himself, just doing whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like my parents worked super hard to get me to the point where I am today, getting me to dance classes, voice lessons, and all that stuff. And so I feel like, in a way, I'm like repaying the favor by how hard I work. Like, mm. if they can do all that for me, then I should be able to work just hard for my own self, too. I found it necessary, my parents did too, that like, I put my four years into college, graduated from UCLA, which is like, which is still a big deal to me. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to, to have graduated with like a college degree, but also doing the type of work that I do, I know so many artists that like bypass going to school and just because they're talented enough to just go and start working right away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that my, my path was I finished four years of college after high school at UCLA and then I stayed in LA for an extra three years and did the LA scene for a second. And then um, I uh, booked Newsies which was like a, that was a whole thing of its, in its own. Like I auditioned for Newsies in, I don't know, 2012. And then in two, 2014, I got an email saying to come to New York to audition for the Newsy tour. And then I stayed on the friend's couch for a week in New York. And then I left New York for the job. Wow. And then so from there, it just kind of like, it just kind of took off. I think I was, I was very set on um, just doing the LA thing. And that's kind of where my life was. I was like, I'm a commercial dancer, and I and I did the LA thing. And and right before I booked Newsies, I was at a point where I was like, kind of just stagnant in LA. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm I guess I'm done. Like I don't know what else to do. Like I'm not booking anything. Like I was about to move home, and and then out of nowhere, this Newsies thing happened. And I booked it, and you know, talk about a sign from God. Like mm-hmm. man, like I don't I don't know. I just I booked it, and and now I'm like, oh, I, like musical theater like this is crazy to me like musical theater wow. is something it's, it's still it's still relatively new to me like i have all these i have i just like sit in the dressing room at, at newsies or pretty woman and people know all these songs from shows and musical and they know every song from every single show and they know all these things and i'm like i didn't grow up doing any of this wow like i i i haven't even watched sound of music i haven't <laughs> even watched the original mary poppins you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, my life, I'm so not the musical theater person that a lot of people may think I am, but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'm getting there, you wow. know, I'm getting there, but, um, but yeah, this whole musical theater thing is just, is just, is just all still a little bit new to me. Wow, so, so, so what did you study in college then? Uh, I graduated with a degree in world arts and cultures with a dance concentration, so UCLA, they sold it to me as uh, some schools. They try to they they want you to be like they're training you to get into a dance ensemble, whereas UCLA were training you to be the director of the dance ensemble. And I was like, oh, you know what? My body's not going to be able to dance for the rest of my life, so that's probably that's probably the right path for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> as of right, because I'm gonna, I'm turning thirty on Friday. Hey. And, 
I know, dude. And my body feels like I'm 70. <laughs> I bet all those. Like I'm, I'm literally talking to you right now, and I'm massaging the art, my my the arch on my right foot because it hurts so bad from <laughs> walking. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just it's it's a, it's my body's a mess, man. Um, but you know what? That that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what you give. And so is and so how how are you seeing yourself as a dancer now and, and, and sort of where where the where the direction wants to go now? Right now, um, oddly enough, I feel like I'm a better dancer and a stronger dancer than I was when I was eighteen. Wow. Like I was dancing every day in high school and taking ballet every day, but I feel like all that technique is kind of just and all that stuff that I've learned all throughout my life has just kind of like finally just settled in my body it took 30 years to do it but it's all just kind of in my body now and i and like once i finally like you know boys mature a lot slower than girls i feel like once i finally mentally mentally matured and like physical and mental we're all they're all at the same place right now in my life and and i feel like i i'm doing things that i i don't think i'd be able to do when i was 21 Absolutely. i feel like i'm at I, I don't know. I feel so much stronger than I've ever been in my entire life, and I feel that uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get as much as my body, as much out of, out of my body as I can before I can anymore. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm honestly just trying to like push my body to its max because I know that I'm, I know that maybe in hopefully twenty years, I'm hoping twenty years I can't do it anymore. I want I want to be able to do it for a while. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know how to take care of yourself for sure, which is really yeah. important. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you could, where was that shift starting to happen in that mental maturity? You know, in, in that in that spiritual maturity, and because it seems now that you're in more of an alignment, you know, yeah. body, soul, mind alignment than you were. So, where do you think that started to take a turn for where you are now? I. Uh... It was, I think for me, it was in, it was just, it was just during Newsies, like, Newsies was a very hard show in general, but I think for me, the mental aspect of it was probably the hardest thing for me, because I could do everything physically, but it's the mental thing that, you know, on the eighth show of the week, that you're just dead tired, and you're doing a one o'clock matinee, or no, and like a, like a, after you're doing a one o'clock matinee, and then you have to do the six o'clock show, and you're just like, how am I going to get through this? I think for me, being on the road, doing that show, that's just so physically taxing. And I also love the show. But also when I was on tour, I didn't miss, I went to church every single week in every single city that I was in. I think I kind of found that balance of like spirituality and like the mental health and keeping my body at like, you know, at where it needed to be in order to do that show. That all kind of just, in a weird way, kind of just helped to form the person that I am now. Yeah, that I that that damn show, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> no but I freaking no love doubt. that show. But um, it that, it really helped me to just kind of mature myself. I when I when I left that show, I was I was in a place of like, yeah, like I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to I'm ready to keep pushing myself. And then just moving to New York, the first you know being in New York and being really humbled that really helped me too because I knew I learned that like I really have to work hard and if I really want to do this if I really want to get on Broadway you really have to you really have to just put all your effort to it you have to do everything you have to be disciplined you have to do all that and and being in New York and not booking and um working those survival jobs 
it's, it's you know it's such a humbling experience. A hundred percent, yeah. It's super humbling, and it, and it and it and it it just kind of it just it's like a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. So that once you finally get that job, once once you get that big job and you get that big break, like man, it's you don't want to lose it. it <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of different for me. Like I knew how hard I worked to get to the point that I was at. And I didn't want to lose it, and I still don't want to lose it. So even even though I was on the biggest stage of my entire life and and being on Broadway and all that, I still worked out every single day. I still took classes. I still took voice lessons. And people would be like, "What are you doing here? You're on Broadway." I'm like, "So what? Right. <laughs> so what? If you love it this much, then you're going to continue to work at it. It never stops. You know? It never stops. There's always something more you can learn. Like." Every time I go to a ballet class, even though I took ballet forever, I still feel like a beginner whenever I get in there. Even though you know what I mean, like, sure. and that's just kind of, and that's just kind of how it is all the time. And that's just how it is, and that's how, and that's how I want to live my life. I never want to feel like I'm, I'm at the peak. I never want to feel like that. I always want to feel like there's something more to learn. That's there's a... always something. There's you can always get better. You can always better yourself. And I think that's where the maturity has come. I think that's honestly, that's honestly where 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 this whole thing came from. And and try and like really getting that balance of like the physical the spiritual and the mental i think that's where it came from sure yeah i mean you i love your point of view on things in the way that it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when if you want something if you love something that much you got to stop thinking about it oh well maybe i'll get it maybe i won't if i get it that'll be great it's just a matter of once i get it i will be this man and then I will move on and get something else after that. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. being direct with yourself and honest and realistic with yourself is important, I think. And recognizing that this is a dream. It's a big, huge, amazing dream. It's a it's a wild, crazy, unique thing. But it's attainable. And it is attainable. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I just but it's also like it, it's attainable, but it's also you you just have to you have to put the work in. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. have to put the work in. Like I before I got Newsies, um, I had I wasn't really dancing as much, so I had two months to really prepare for the audition for Newsies. I was I got my ass in dance classes every single day, like getting it back and seeing my voice teacher every day, like almost every day, like it, like you know what I mean, like like yes, that's like the dream is attainable, but it's like but you have to put the work in too. Sure. You know you can't you you have you have to do you have to force yourself. Like I remember when I was in LA and training for newsies and stuff and my friends would be like i'd be home and they'd be like hey what you do today i'd be like well i went to work from nine to four he went home took a nap for half hour and then i uh went to yoga then i went to ballet then i went to the gym and they'd be like you did all that in one day and i was like yeah what's wrong with that and my friends and, all, and, I, and now that i look back at it i'm like dude nico you were crazy <laughs> but i did but i did that every day like I did that every day for like for for probably for probably a year. That's just, you just you like, if you want it that bad, you, you you just do it. Right. You know you know the work that you have to put in, but you just you know you just you just gotta you just gotta do it. Yeah, I think yeah. I, it, the way you say it makes me think that like it's a little it's a little more simpler than I think some people want it to be, or or some people assume it is. I think yes. you, you just gotta. You got to go after it. I mean, if you want to lose weight, if you want to do this, if you, you know, if it's if there's something you want, you just got to do it. And yeah. I don't know if that's the best advice. I don't even know if we're trying to give advice, but I, I love this dialogue that we're having in the sense that like it really is about pushing yourself and 
waking up every single day and making the commitment to yourself that you're going to work hard for the things that you care about. And that, well, you know, I, well, yeah, but you know, I also view it as like you want to put yourself in the best situation to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you never want to leave any stone unturned. You always want to. I always think at this point now is that whenever I go into an audition room, you go, you go interview for your dream job. You do everything possible to put yourself in the best situation so that when you're in the room, when you're interviewing, when you're auditioning, when you're singing, when you're dancing, you've already done the work so that when you're in the room, it's just like, all right, I did the work. Here I am. So that when you walk out of the room, it's not, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can do anymore because you did your best. You did the work beforehand. When you're in the room, it's like, yeah, I did everything possible. Now it's just up to you. You never, I, I always think like, you never want to leave it in the hands of, of the other. You never want to leave it. You never want to like leave it in terms of like, shoot, I wish I did more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I wish I wish I had done more. I wish I had done more. No, you do the work now. You do it beforehand, and then when you get in the audition room, you freaking you do what you do, mm-hmm. and then it's it's up to them. And if you don't, and if they don't want you, then that's then that's their loss. Exactly. Exactly, because you believe in your self-worth and you believe in the work that you've done and you know that you're proud of it and i think it's really that simple and i i've found it's very valuable the older i've gotten the earlier i've woken up just naturally and and i've sort of sort of pushed myself to wake up earlier and that's important for me now it's it's in fact i want to push myself to wake up even earlier to know that like my day can consist of many different things. I think sometimes in New York, especially working like a survival job, between the work and the commuting, I can feel like my whole day is just like work that I don't want to do. Yes. But it is a responsibility to remember why you're there, remember why you're pursuing what you're pursuing, and to make that commitment to yourself to maybe wake up a little earlier or do this on your break instead of that. And because it's just it's so easy to just put your feet up on the couch and you know let the day go by it's so easy it's so easy who doesn't want that (laughs) you know like yeah everybody wants that but you know what if you work hard now later in life you can just put your feet up on the couch but you'll have but you'll have done everything you've done and you'll be happy with that you can put your feet up on the couch like well i lived the best life (laughs) i could have lived yeah and here i am now i can just chill now I don't know. I mean, like, for some reason, I don't know why. I just think of like, I think of like Kobe Bryant for some reason. Okay. I don't know. This is weird, but I just think like you know that dude did twenty years in the league and and he's still he's still he's still young and he could do whatever. But like, he did everything he could in that in, in his time in the league. But if you look back at it, that guy accomplished so much, man. Mm-hmm. Like you think about it, he has five rings and and, and his accolades. And like, I kind of want to look back at my life in that way too. Right. You know, I want to look back and like, and have these sets, these sorts of milestones in my life. And maybe this isn't the right way to look back and like want to live your life. But I don't know. For me, it was like, okay, this is like a weird. This is like a weird analysis or whatever. But okay. like, I I just got I just bought I just got Disney Plus. Okay. I opened Disney Plus and I was like, oh, so what's the first thing that I need to watch on Disney Plus? Like, what's gonna feel right? So what I do, I put on Newsies. <laughs> of course. And I was like, cool, I did that. And then I was like, after Newsies was over, I was like, whoa, I'm all over this thing. <laughs> I freaking, I found an episode of That's So Raven that I did. Wow. And I was like, whoa. And then I found, and then I found Shake It Up, and I had done Shake It Up for two years. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I'm all over this thing. And, and for me, it's just, it's, it was, that's, 
I don't know, in a way it was kind of like, not like in a, in a weird, like, narcissist way to be like, oh my gosh, look at what I did, but it was like, but it was like, for me it was like, it was like cool to look back and just be like, wow, like, look at all these things that I did in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a weird, it was a weird, like, yearbook for my life, and it was, it was just so nice to look back on, on those moments in my life, because I was genuinely happy doing those things. I really was. I was genuinely happy performing and doing and doing those and doing like the TV shows and doing the newsies movie. So I think like you know when I look back when I look back for however long, whenever it is, you know what I mean. When I'm done doing this, I just want to look back on my life and be like, wow, that was really cool. You did, Nico. <laughs> yeah. That was that was cool. <laughs> I know later in life I will. I know later in life I'll be like, wow, Nico, that was really cool what you did. That was a really a, that was that was a really awesome thing that you did. And you made some kids want to dance too, Nico. Mm. And I think that's and I think that's really important. I think that that's what really helps me keeps me motivated in my life. To know that, like, I'm making a difference in someone else's life, but I'm also making myself happy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the Disney Plus thing gave you an opportunity to reflect on things that you've done already and, and to remind yourself how proud of yourself you already are. And people don't do that a lot. I think they get so obsessed with moving forward, uh, what's to come, you know, planning for the future, and not to live in the past, but to remind yourself, like, how far you've come and and what you've done and what you've gotten to work on and the people that you met along the way and all these small little victories dude that's it like it's also just like the connections because like looking back on those times like what i remember most from those things are just like the connections that i made with people Mm -hmm. and it's always like a nostalgia thing to go back and to think just being in that moment of my life and the people that i was around man like like even now, like I know that I know that like twenty years from now, I'll look back on this moment in life and be like, man, like Chris was a dude that like, and I'm sure we'll still be talking in twenty years. But like, I'll look back and be like, man, like I met I met a really cool friend, and that was really special for me because I made this long last I made this like lifelong connection with someone. Yeah. And I think that's and I think that's what's important too is that you just the connection that you make throughout it, and you remember the good old times, like those those boys on Newsies with me, like. As weird as it may sound, like we were in the trenches together. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like those were like my like my brothers in arms, you know. Like right. we 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 literally had blood, sweat, and tears, like literal blood on the stage together, you mm-hmm. know. And those were the moments that that I look back on. Those are the moments that I know that I remember for the rest of my life. Like those really hard moments on stage, but knowing that like those people are th- those dudes are around me, helping me get through that show. That's those are those are the things that I remember the most. Absolutely. And like the moments of like. Even in the past, dude, like even in the past months that I've gotten to know you and being able to talk to you about things and being able to turn to you and, and talk to that, like that's what I remember. That's what I remember the most about New York. For sure, like, for that, sure. Those those connections, those are the ones that I remember. Like I just remember sitting in my apartment talking to you or freaking like texting you or going to your place and talking to you or, you know what I mean? Like that's what I remember. Right, absolutely. That. Thank you, man. I, I couldn't agree more, really. I think it's so easy to get caught up in all the bullshit, but... You're right. The most valuable thing that we have in this life is human interaction. I mean, the fact that we're able to communicate with each other and, and feel as, as deeply as we do about one another is such a beautiful thing that is so overlooked. Um, yes. And it's an, I'm sure I have no doubt that your ability to connect with people and your willingness to do it and how open you are – is directly related to how successful you are so far in your career. I mean, no question. I think that people, you know, we've been talking so much about doing the work and, you know, going to lessons and and the hard sort of hardware of the job and everything. But 
it's also equally important to be open and to be observant and a good listener and just accept people for who they are and welcome them into your life and try to make a little bit of a difference. You know, I mean, you're, you're in such a great place now where you have a little bit of influence over people and you're able to use your talents and your, your openness to actually inspire people. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't, I mean, I don't even know what to sign in, but it's, it's weird whenever I get messages from kids or, or just people in general saying that they, that they're inspired in the fact that like I'm an Asian American male doing what I'm doing right now. People are like, you know, I really look up to you and I, and I really appreciate all the work that you're doing for us, for, for Asian Americans in the theater in, in, in entertainment. Um, and it's still hard for me to believe that I, uh, that I have that much of an impact, but I do have, but it, but I do have to remember that I do have to remember that there are people that are looking at me and using me as a sort of like as a marker to be like, well, you know, Nico was doing this, and and if he can do it, then I can do it, mm-hmm. and that's and that's kind of a driving factor in terms of why I work so hard and why I want to continue to continue what I'm doing because I just want to I just want the next generation of these little Filipino kids that that don't think they can do it. I want them to see like, no, it is possible, and you can do it, and you're dancing in your bedroom, but I, I, I did that too. I still do that. Yeah, man. It's, it's really awesome. I think like, how has that helped propel you to where you are now sort of mentally, you know? Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's stressful, but sometimes it's like, it's not even that it's a burden or anything. It's just like, it's just taking on that responsibility, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, sta- and even just standing up for, for those people, you know, like I, I'm all about at this moment in my life, I'm all about life representation. I'm all about it. Like, I'm all about represent, representation in, in, on theater, on, on film, TV, and everything, you know? And I'm, I'm all about getting people of color, people that are right for jobs in the room. I think, and it's weird to have this platform of social media to, to do that, you know? There was this one incident about the Nautical Opera, and they did, they did Madame Butterfly, the opera, and there were men and women in yellow face. And I, I, I easily could have just been like, okay, like, that's really wrong, and... I'm, you know, that's fine. But like, as an Asian American performer who has, who has, I guess I have a following, and I, I took it upon myself to, to make it known that it's not right, and to stand up for us, and to stand up and and let them know, like, you know, there are actual Asian American performers who can sing opera, who can sing that show, and we're out there. We also should have the opportunity to be a part to to be. We could have. Why weren't we in the? Why weren't we in your show? Mm-hmm. Where, where were we? Why we're out there? Or or just or just morally like you shouldn't be doing that (laughs) you can't do that and so i took it upon myself as this person to kind of like you know i'm i'm trying to stand up for them and i'm here and i'm and i'm supporting them and i will do what i can in order to to protect us yeah yeah man i just i don't know i I, maybe it's just me getting older and just being more stubborn (laughs) (laughs) sure yeah i don't know but I, I mean, like, I've always been wondering this, and like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to end this podcast without asking you this question. But like, I've always wondered this because you're such like a, you're such a knowledgeable person, and you're just so aware of everything. But like, I've, I kind of have an idea of what I want. But what is it that you want to like leave? What is your, what do you want to leave the world with when you're, when you're no longer here? Wow. What is it that you want people to be like? Well, Chris. Chris did this for me, or Chris was this for me, or Chris 
Chris was, you know what I mean? Like, what is right. it that you want to, what is, what is the impact that you want to leave on the world? I and mean, then maybe this podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know I mean? But, but um, I don't know, like, I, cause like you, dude, you're honestly like one of the most, like you're just chill, but also like you have a wealth of knowledge and you're just like, and you're just very well-spoken, very much more well-spoken than me. Like people are going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, Nico's so scatterbrained. <laughs> dude, dude, you're, they're going to listen, they're going to listen to all your podcasts and they're going to listen to you speak and they're going to like, they're just going to listen to you like, wow, Chris had so much, you know, you just have so much knowledge and all that stuff, man. Like what thank is it you. that you want to like leave I, I, this world with? Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate what you just said. And that means a lot. Um, that's a that's a good question. I mean, I don't know if I ask myself that question enough, but I think instinctually the thing that comes to mind is I want to love so deeply. You know, I want to give love to all people. I I don't think I'm even there yet ethereally like you know, I don't think I'm actually practically there yet, but in theory I want to show people that just because they're alive and just because they're a human being that they deserve love. I want people to actually believe that because I'm finding the more, the older I get, things can happen to you along the way, even at a very young age that start to develop this sense about yourself that really makes you doubt that anybody could actually feel good when they're with you. You know, it's, it gets to these really challenging, dark places. And I think my whole vision with this podcast in general on one level is to just is to showcase that I know that there are men out there that are capable of being complex emotional beings. I, I think that there there are many men out there, all different kinds of men that are practicing emotional behavior constantly. But in another way, I think the future of this and, and the goal with this and the goal with myself is to just help people understand that who we are as emotional beings and as thinking beings is so valuable and it's so unique and individual that there is no right or wrong. And I think I've spent a lot of my life for sure in in a judgmental tone. I, I think I've, growing up, it was hard for me to sort of see the forest of the trees and just like allow myself to absorb the negativity and I just want to throw all of that away. I think the day that I will feel like a real man, a full man is the day that I can walk out into the world and see all these beautiful amazing human beings around me and love them unconditionally and without judgment. I think and and if and if I can leave this world and people talk about me when I'm gone and they say something like that, something like, you know, he made me feel like I was real you know he made me feel like what i had to say mattered and 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 he made me feel like i was important i think that would be the greatest victory i think the only reason i want to be rich and famous is so that i can stand on a platform one day and tell people that it's okay to believe in themselves and it's okay to love themselves and love each other and that we can all just sort of move through this life together. And like, you know, I just, if I could convince more people of that, I think if I can convince myself of that first and then, you know, more people, but yeah, man, I just, I don't know. In doing this podcast, I have thought that maybe doing some sort of talk show, uh, it, it sounds sort of kitschy when I say that, but like having a sort of, venue where I could sit down with people and explore how they think and how they feel and 
maybe try to help them help themselves push themselves into a new direction a more positive direction and expose other people to you know how i think it's just through practice it can be quite easy to just find love in people you know man see that's why you're one of my close friends thank you man no that's see like oh that was so beautiful dude like thank you that's that's so important man that's so important and i and i love that it's always just about like i see that's what i love about you is that like it's always just about it's it's about someone else it's it's about the greater good you know and that's and i think that's what's that's what's lacking in the world at this point right now Mm -hmm. obviously and that's what we just kind of have to just get back to and just and just remembering to just love one another and love yourself you know and i think and i think that's and i think that's how people should live their life and that's how they're going to get through those dark times that like that i mean like i was in that dark space and i just but like you know just remembering what it is about myself that i loved and and what made me happy like man if you're if you love yourself that's going to radiate out to other people and that's why like that's why i love being around you that's why i love being around certain people because like you know you just they just love themselves you know that in a way that's like so welcoming and warm but yeah that was beautiful dude thank you thanks 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 for prompting that man i appreciate you man i just i think like i don't know why from an early age very early age before i knew anything I had this feeling of wanting to change the world, just like literally that generally, you know, I just like, I think um, my mom had two miscarriages and I can remember her telling me she only ever wanted two, two kids. And so I thought when I sort of was able to comprehend death and things like that, I thought like, okay, two people had to give up their life their place on this earth for me to be here. And I just felt like it was important for me to be here. And there was a, there was a purpose for me to be here. And before theater even really came into my life before music, anything like that, I was focusing more on how I could be here with purpose. And when I was doing some volunteer work growing up, I think that sort of solidified the idea that I need to do good for other people in order to do good for myself in order to change the world. You know, that was sort of how my mind was working. I mean, I think that's why I originally wanted to be a teacher because I just wanted to affect and sort of reach out and touch as many sort of lives as I could in a positive way. And I had such some amazing teachers that like, I still think about today that I just like the thought of being that for young kids growing up and learning more about themselves and learning their place in the world like that was and you know it's funny now you got me talking you bastard but um, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's funny because when I made the switch to go to musical theater school I lost all of that I I actually lost it I actually stopped pursuing it to the point where I couldn't find it anymore because I was so focused on being better and training myself harder and working harder and being the best performer that I could be because I always felt like I was catching up to all the other kids and so it wasn't really until after I left college that I I had to remind myself like there's more to life than just one thing certainly there's more to life than our profession or even our dreams you know the important thing that I forgot is that it is about human connection and it is about loving each other it's really that simple it's just yeah i think for me no that i mean yes 100 percent. but i will let me just as someone that's like kind of 
been through it at this point. Yeah. Dude, allow yourself. I will just say, like, let me just tell you that I think you're really talented. Like, you know, I've I've seen the videos of you, and, like, I've heard you sing, and I, and I, I you know, I just, I know you're talented, dude. Like, I think, I really honestly don't see a reason why you shouldn't be working in New York. Thank you know you. what I mean? And I will just, I just want you to know that, like, it's okay for you to be selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay for you to just kind of, and that, that's it too. Like, it's okay for you to kind of throw yourself into just making yourself the best that you can be and being selfish in times and just, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just kind of like, you know, I'm just going through so many different traumatic experiences this past year. Like, I just kind of had to remember to just really just focus myself and be selfish. Yeah. Just do it. Just, just do it because like, you only get the one life to do it, you know? And, and just going back to what, like what it is with you, like, man, like you're so talented, bro. Like if you need to take the time to just get better and do what it is, that's going to, that's going to get you to the top of your game and do what it is, then you should do it. Because I think that there's definitely a chance for you to continue to grow and continue to, to be that famous person and to have that platform to be able to, to spread the goodness and to have, to, to be able to do that. You know, like I always tell people now that like, when I perform now, it's yes, it makes me happy, but in the same sense of like you want to be re- you want to be famous because you want to be able to to spread the love. I believe that whenever I'm performing, whenever I see someone smiling in the audience, that's like God's love just kind of like spreading out to them. Yeah, and that's kind of like God being like giving them a hug and being like everything's gonna be okay, or, mm. or just letting them know like you know you're loved. That's what I feel like now when I'm performing. That's why I love performing is because like. You know, I, I was at an I'm at an age now where I know it's 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 more than it's more than that. Yeah. It's more it's more than just it's more than myself. There's there's something else. There's there's another there's a, there's something else than than doing it just for yourself. And like Disney, man, you're doing a you're on Disney right now. But like I was on this one contract in Istanbul, Turkey, and um, for people who who still believe Mickey Mouse is a real thing, I'm sorry about the burst that bubble. Um, <laughs> I was I was helping out Mickey Mouse one time, and you know I was doing this one show and. I went out in the audience as just myself as a dancer, and I, and I met a kid that lived in Istanbul. He was a he was a make a he was he was part of the Make a Wish Foundation, and I went out there and I was like, "Hey, like, uh, are you who are you? Are you gonna come and meet the the, the characters backstage?" Is that who are you excited to meet? And he was like, he was like, "Oh, I can't wait to meet." And the little mom said he loves Mickey Mouse. He wasn't he, he wasn't really talking that much, and I just said, and I knew that I was gonna be Mickey Mouse in his meet and greet. And so I told the I told the mom I said, can you tell him that that Mickey Mouse is really excited to meet him? Mm. And so the and so the mom told him, and the kids like face was just like lit up. So at, during the meet and greet, I see the kid, and he just runs up and gives me the biggest hug. And like that for me was like a moment of like, this is why people do what they do. This yeah. is why you do what you do because you don't you do it for yourself, yes, but you're doing it for the other. You're doing it for the person out there that can't do it. You're doing it for the person that needs this, who comes to watch your show because you know they need they, they this makes them happy, and and yeah, man, that's yeah. You you get to a point where you're like, yeah, you do it all for yourself, but then you get to a point where it's like, yeah, now you're doing it for other people, and right. that's what's gonna make you happy. Yeah, that's how you that's how you extend and prolong your happiness, I think, and and that's how you build a legacy. Really, is is how many people can you reach, you know, and, and I am, I think for the first time, really, really focusing on what I need to do for myself to be in the best place that I can be as a performer, as, as an artist, but also as a person. And, 
yeah. I, I'm finally taking things more seriously. I'm taking the commitment to myself more seriously and just just really not having any excuses anymore. Just just, you know, yeah, yeah that's that's really it. And I think hearing you talk, it's inspired me to sort of when I come, you know, to enjoy my time now, as I will. And, yes, oh, 100%, and, yes, you know, no, do. no doubt, no doubt. But when I come back to really just sort of take a chance on myself, I think maybe the way I've grown up or whatever, I, I, I tend to play it safe a little bit. And I think that's just in my bones. But I, I think I need to start taking a little bit of a chance on myself, <laughs> you know, just Dude, when, when else, no. you know, when else is the time going to come? Yeah, no, you need to you need to do that, man. Like that's the only way that it's gonna happen, bro. Like honestly, man. Like you just gotta you gotta like go out there. You gotta fucking take those chances, man. Because you're so talented that you can, dude. Seriously. All right, man. So we're taking it into the final moments. A little bit of Sharon's closing questions. First question for you is: What is one word you would use as a synonym for love? Encouragement. That's great. Okay, next question. What is one aspect of your personality that you are proud of and one that you want to improve? I'm proud of my, I guess, my discipline. Yeah. And I would love to improve my, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to word, but like my ability to say no. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So, okay. So last question is, what are three defining words that make up a man? Three defining words that make up a man. Loyalty, love, and, and, uh, geez, loyalty, love, and determination. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Dude, beautiful, man. Thank you. Honestly, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're home enjoying the relaxation, but I really do appreciate it. I'm happy this could be your first podcast experience. Yes. Um, I do appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. All right. This is another episode of Sharon's Feeling. Wow, I can't speak. <laughs> wow, you made me so emotional. Um, <laughs> this is another. <laughs> All right. This is another episode of Sharon Feelings. Talk to you soon. Wow.